It's great to be here with you today on our podcast, His Heartbeat, a ministry of Crown of Beauty International, where your questions about life's challenges are explored through God's Word so He can renew and restore us in the truth of His love. His Heartbeat for you. Let's get started. Here's our host and good friend, Sue Coral. Welcome back, everybody, to His Heartbeat. It's great to be back here again with you. And today I have a special guest, Cassandra Mayo. How are you doing, Cassandra? I'm doing great, Sue. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, what a privilege. I'm having fun getting to know Cassandra. She's from Virginia, a fellow East Coast girl. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> also married like me, but has a blended family. Maybe that'll come up. We'll see. She's an author, a speaker, a mentor, and she really has a passion to help people who struggle with the imposter syndrome that can lead to burnout. And so I brought her on because I will confess to you all and all our listeners that we take questions from you and we answer them each week. And I decided, hey, I have a question. Can I ask it? And my question, when I saw about Cassandra, I was researching, her name came up, and and I saw what she talks about, and I thought, you know, I want to know more about this imposter syndrome, because I often hear about this when I listen to podcasts, and this term is just sort of thrown around out there, and so the question I have for you, Cassandra, and then we can break it down, but it's three-part, is what is the imposter syndrome and how does that then lead to self-sabotage and burnout, but how can we get free from it? So maybe we'll just start out on the first thing. What is the imposter syndrome? It is actually, it's a persistent inability to believe your own success. It's kind of like, it's like you don't deserve, I would say, that you have, you, you feel like you don't deserve, like, you know, you have certain skill sets and achievements, and then you start thinking like, well, do they believe me? Or am I, am I really that good in something? You know, they, they introduce me as this, and I do a lot of presentations and who's going to listen to me, you know? So it's like doubting your ability to, for your achievements, and it can go on and on. And sometimes you'll, you'll, and it's funny because a lot of people have imposter syndrome from all industries, but they, there was never a name attached to it. But now I think that there is, it's like your imposter. It's kind of like, I like to call it perpetrating a fraud. It's like, like for myself, I was a vice president of a global fortune 500 company. And I also was one of the first African-American females in a lot of executive roles. So with that said, I had to, I always felt I had to work harder. I had to prove myself and it became very, very difficult for me. And I knew there were people that didn't accept me, although I had these positions and I had people that would report to me who trained me and then they would leave because of me. So I, so all of that, I think has a lot to do with my situation and imposter syndrome, I believe also has, has a lot to do with how we grew up as well. 
Yeah, so I think a lot of ethnic minorities can feel that kind of rejection or impression or pressure, right? And you really aren't sadly seeing with those equal eyes or just based on who you are, right? There's a lot of judgment and I mean, let's just call it what it is, racism <laughs> out there that makes it really tough. And I'm I'm really sorry for what you've gone through because you're obviously an amazing woman and should be valued and respected and encouraged, you know, and, yes. and praised for that. So I appreciate, though, that this isn't only a problem for ethnic minorities, although I think it's magnified. And so I'm, I'm glad that you brought that out. But I think a lot of us struggle with that feeling of I'm not good enough. You know, like we question, we have that self-doubt is the word I heard you use. And we really question and that can come, as you said, right? You said that can come all the way back from our childhood, things Mm -hmm. that were spoken to us that we weren't good enough. And it carries right into that lie into our adult life, or it can come because people are rude or obnoxious or say things or reject us or are just critical and they they may not even mean what we can read into that that we're a failure we're not good enough they they might just be a critical person do you think that's correct that's right so it's kind of like we feel inadequate and despite of our success and that goes to your other question when you start feeling inadequate you 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 try so hard to be accepted, you know, and from that you can get burnt out, you know, mm-hmm. and then you you have what I call self-sabotage. Oh, I can't do this, or I shouldn't say it like this, or I should do I have on the right clothing? How's my hair? You know, mm-hmm. so you know, you have all of these things, these feelings, these emotions that are rising up that that places barriers on us and it's unfortunate that it does that but it is what it is it's real and we we even start reading into things you know where somebody maybe they're just in a hurry but we'll and so they rush by and they aren't very friendly that day or they or they have something in their mind but we can read into it then right if if we have the self-sabotage going on then we can read it and think, yeah, they don't like us. I know they don't like me. Yeah, mm-hmm. they think that I'm inept or I'm, I'm incapable or I shouldn't have been given this promotion, right? right. So you exactly. can read it. Exactly. That happens. That happens to more of us than we imagine, but yet we don't talk about it. And right. I just think it's good to find someone that you can confide in and share that because you're because whoever else is dealing with that, they're not alone. Right. And the sneaky thing with lies is they don't feel like lies. We really think it's true, right? We really, we do start thinking, maybe I am inadequate. That's what you're saying. That's self-sabotage. Maybe I shouldn't be in this job. And I I just want to bring out, we talk a lot about this in Crown of Beauty International Community, that there is an enemy out there. Yes. (laughs) You know, there is an enemy. Satan's out there. And he wants to plant those lies in our head. Mm -hmm. And he wants to destroy our 
us and he wants to destroy our relationships. That's so cool. when that person walks by us and they're not terribly friendly that day, then sometimes it's self-talk that's coming up from, like we said, from years of self-doubt or people putting us down or whatever. But sometimes it's from the outside where the enemy then just plants that lie in your head. That's true. Yeah, she just walked by you because yes. she feels like you're not good enough. You're not worth her time. You know, that's something correct. like that. Yeah. That's correct. So and, how do we fight that, Cassandra? What can we do? Well, so one of the things I always say, I've said this for years, the higher the level we go, the bigger the devil is. And what I mean by that is, as I noticed, as I was promoted to different positions, uh-huh. it got, it became more intense. And, and a lot of the challenges that I had, had a lot to do with me turning my life over to God. Mm. That was very important to me. And I know that if I had not done that, I would not have been as successful as I am. So that God was my, he's my anchor and he still is. So one way that I, I overcame and I still have it, I'm a, I will always be a work in process until he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. But it came to a point where I had to put scriptures up. You're mm-hmm. wonderfully and beautifully made. You know, don't be anxious for anything, but through prayer, supplication, let your request be made. And I would quote that to myself. You know, I'm a child of the king. You know, I would, I just saturated myself into the word of God because that gave me life. If, if somebody says, what's the benefit of, of being a believer? And I said, well, it provides me meaning in my life provides me with purpose in my life. I know now without a shadow of a doubt, whatever I'm doing, I'm doing it for God. I'm not doing it for man. So if I see myself working and, you know, working heartily for for God, then I'm more centered. If I'm trying to impress man, that's when those sabotaging behaviors come. Well, how did I sound? Well, how did I do? You know, if I'm more concerned about what others think of me, I stay stuck. And that's something that I don't want to do. And then when I talk about becoming a believer, I'm talking about being, having a relationship with God. That is so important because what I've learned through my Christian, my walk with God is he speaks to me. I can read a devotion and he'll say, fret not, or, you know, or let me know this is the enemy or remind me that he loves me. And that's why I stay in the word. It's like I get direction so many times when I get into his word. So that's one of the ways that I have mitigated, I would call mitigate that type of behavior and also have a confidant or have a friend you know, that I can talk with because no one's an island. We cannot do this life by ourselves. Yeah, Jesus, I love where he says, I call myself your friend, not your master, which is kind of interesting because he is our master. Yeah. But his point in saying that is I don't treat you like that abusive, you know, ordering you around, do this, do that. But rather, I'm your friend who's here to encourage you, to listen to you, to comfort you, to 
guide you, not your, not your young friend, not even maybe your yeah. peer friend, but your okay. wise mentor, really your exactly. mentor friend, maybe it's a better way. Yeah. I was thinking for some reason you're talking, the word that came to me is grace. And I thought of how many times like the Apostle Paul in his writing would say, grace and peace be with you, which was different, right? Because originally, you know, a Jewish person person would say, may God's peace be with you. But he says, may God's grace and peace be with you. And the reason I thought of that when you were talking, Cassandra, is because your workmates were not speaking to you with grace. And nor were those lies from the enemy. They were speaking to you with competitiveness, with comparison, with judgment, with trying to cut you down so they could build themselves up. You know, all these kinds of things, everything but grace, but how God speaks. You were talking about how he speaks to you in the word and how you listen to him every day and he encourages you Mm -hmm. and he's encouraging you because he speaks with such grace. Yes. And, and he's God almighty. He's perfect. He knows how to do every job perfectly. And he knows that we're doing it imperfectly. That's (laughs) correct. That's right. right. And and he knows a better way. Now he might lead us in that, but sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes he's like, it's okay. You don't have to do it perfect. It's good enough. And I'm I'm content. And you're in that role because I called you in that role. I don't want Joe or Josephine in that role. I want you. Mm -hmm. Right. And I, I noticed tie into this because I noticed in one of the things I read about yours, and you talked about in parentheses, God's will. And you talked about how we really need to walk in the will of God if we want freedom from the imposter syndrome or from burnout. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah. You know, one of the things I, I, I wrote a book, and the title of my book is, is Your Way in your way. And I believe, I know without a shadow of a doubt that God wanted me to write this book probably 15 years ago. The title may have been different. The title was going to be get out of your own way. That's what (laughs) it was going to be 15 years ago. And I realized that what was in the, what's in my book is my story. And it's a book written to Christian women or just women that are open to receive it. And I have, they're like love letters. For example, you talked about comparison. Like I have dear women who compare yourself to others, dear women who wear a figurative mask or dear women who have scars and resentments. Because when we are, when we have all of those barriers It's just difficult to move forward. So I knew because, you know, and when you talked about his grace, it makes me think about Paul who had the thorn in his side. And God says, well, my grace is sufficient. So as I went through these things, I just had to start trusting and believing that God had more for me than I was doing. I, I realized that I had to have imposter syndrome. I had to get burnt out. You know, all of this was necessary because I always say, if you've not been there, you can't tell me. 
If you've not <laughs> suffered like I Thanks. did, you can't, you can't tell me, you know? Yeah. So, you know, so as a result of that, I just got closer to him. And I will share this. I tried everything. It's, it's kind of like, if you don't believe in anything, you'll go for anything, you know? And wow. at one time I practiced Buddhism and that didn't work for me. So I was open to try other religions, but it did not work for me. So therefore I came back to God and that is what worked for me. And I've even questioned whether there was a God and he revealed himself to me, which was very scary. And I know without a shadow of a doubt that there is a God and I know that he loves me. And I also know that the Bible to me, I call it basic instructions before leaving earth. I already know that I'm not going to be here forever, but what I do know that I'm here for a reason. And because I know that that gives me strength because in my weakness, that's when I'm strong through God. So that I hope that I've answered your question. It's just that, you know, even I, I mentor coach a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of women, even some men. And I always go back. I'm going to say, well, did you pray about it? Well, let's talk about it. So if you don't want to hear me witness or talk about what God has done in my life, then they'll know not to come to me because that's, I don't have any answers, but I know he has all the answers. Why do you think that Jesus Christ, what does he have to offer you that brought you back that you couldn't find through Buddhism and these, some other religious pathways? He offered me peace of mind and peace of mind is priceless. You know, we can have the cars, the houses, the clothes. I don't care what you have. That's that does nothing for me. I mean, it's a don't get me wrong. I think it's great to have those things, but that didn't give me peace. And that's what he gives me. And I know if I see things through God's perspective, then I'm okay. I, I, we all have down days and we all have up days, but I, like I said, one thing in my book, I'm not where I used to be. And because I'm not where I used to be, I feel really great. And I recall years ago, God said to me, do you want ladder rain now? Or do you want it later? And I said, give it to me later. So this time in my life, I, I can see, it's like a puzzle. I can see why this happened, this happened, this happened, because the puzzle is slowly coming together. It, it's almost a, yeah. it's not a, a full puzzle almost, but I still have pieces that I'm looking for. That's good. I think there are other ways that people seek peace, right? Like, you know, through exercise or meditation and things like, and, but I think the difference there is that it's not just peace from within me, mm -hmm. my own body or my own spirit, but it's, there's a part of that, but it's bringing that you mm -hmm. <laughs> to connect with your creator. Yes. You know, and he, he brings a peace that he says is not of this world. So Jesus says that, right? He says, take courage, take heart mm -hmm. for you are in a troubled world, but I have overcome the world, right? And so he's right. saying that there's an element I know through, you know, if I go to the gym or exercise or 
whether, you know, some of the listeners maybe do yoga or, you know, whatever it is. And, you know, some of that can bring peace. Sometimes it helps me just to actually a fun romantic movie can bring me peace. <laughs> yes, it's yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. Get your mind off of everything or I go to the gym, that can be helpful. But there's nothing like then connecting me. Sometimes I need that stillness to then sit with God, just pray, just meditate, maybe take scripture and just meditate on it, right? And yeah. and meditate on truth. So that's Mm kind of how we started in the beginning, that we were believing lies. So let's find truth and and just sit in that, in the presence of God, you know, and Lord, Mm -hmm. come, just come, meet with me, connect your spirit with my spirit and bring that peace. Is that some of the peace that you're talking about that you found? Yeah, because, you know, I... I'm a very active person. I do yoga and I do Pilates and I love to shop and, you know, go to movies. I like to travel, you know, but one of the things that, that I, I know is not of me is I exercise every day except Sunday. Now that's not of me. <laughs> it really isn't. So for me to do it and look forward to it, I'm like, oh my goodness, I know it's another somebody else helping me, motivating me to do that, to walk two miles, not every day, but I do something and I feel a lot better. But I also think that, you know, what I do and the people that you surround yourself with is significant. And what I mean by that is I talk about your circle of influence or as we do, we should have what I call a personal board of directors. And what that means is I have a friend who, what I call my my spiritual partner, I have a confidant, I have a financial advisor, I have an attorney friend. So you want to, you know, like my mom used to say, association brings about assimilation. So you want to be careful. I've learned from my mom to, to surround yourself with the right people. It's kind of like years ago, they said, if you show me your checkbook, your, your Zelle account, I can tell you what's important to you. You know, if you show me, give me, show me five of your friends, I can tell you what your future will look like. I know that there's certain people that I just don't associate with. I'm acquainted with them, but they're not like somebody I would invite over to my home. So you have to, you want to guard your heart. You have to be careful. So I think through all of those different things that that, that's part of the peace that I get. Okay. Yeah. So it's not primary. Most important is love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, and soul and strength. But second, he says, commandment is to love one another. And for sure, as this listening to podcast actually were talked about how we don't have community anymore. Our community is virtual, but the the human brain <laughs> is designed and the spirit, the heart, the, the mind is needy of that face-to-face connection, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm sure, Cassandra, we're we're on Zoom here now, but yeah. if we could sit and fellowship at a coffee shop and do this at a coffee shop and give each other a hug, 
And, you know, I, I'm sure as amazing and wonderful as this experience is, has already been for me with you, it would be even much more. Yeah. And so I think that others, and like you said, not just anybody, but select people who can really be honest with you, who get to know you and understand you and can speak into your life when they say that you are believing the imposter syndrome, you're, you're listening to the lies of the enemy or the people around you, or you're trying to find your confidence through whatever your, your dress or performance rather than through God. And they also can see when you're burning out. Yes. And a a lot of us, you know, I'm a busy person too. Like you, you know, I I love being, it's not that I, I am because I have to be, I am because I just, I love to be that, you know, Enneagram three kind of thing. But, but at the same time, I have people around me that will see and go, Hey, you, you're looking pretty tired. Are you getting that Sabbath rest? Are you sleeping at night? Are you, what are you? And if I say no, it's like, well, let's look back at why, what's going on. Is it anxiety or are you doing too much in the day? Are you drinking too much coffee? You know, we need people like that. That's true. And they can help us. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, community is so important. I want to, I'm sure that this is one of the verses that you meditate on, Cassandra, but when you were talking, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 came to mind. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge, which also in some translations says, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. And I think we've kind of been hitting on that, that, you know, you were mentioning your business, how you, you know, you just kept trying to do more and more and please people and impress people or, or live up to their standards or what you thought their standards were. But God pulls us back and says, no, just mm-hmm. trust in me, acknowledge me, lean on my understanding, not your own acknowledge me as your Lord and live that way. And then I will make your paths to be good. Yes, that's right. That's one so, of my favorite scriptures. I wondered about that. Yeah. Why, yeah. why do you enjoy that? Because, you know, that's kind of like my book, get out of your own way. Is your way in your way? Because we lean to our understanding, not his understanding. And, you know, I, it's just like, I just, I just trust him, but it's still a process. You know, I still have to get back like, okay, all right. Like yesterday was an interesting day for me. I, I don't know. I I woke up and I felt heavy and, you know, all of a sudden I'm trying to figure out why am I feeling heavy? And so then I fixate on that feeling heavy. And I'm like, is it the weather because it's cold? Is it raining? You know, and then I think about, okay, but what are you grateful for? And I knew that was the spirit telling me, let's shift a minute, you know, and start thinking that. And also it's like, it's okay to have those days. But if you continue to have those days for quite some time, then there's a there's a problem. And I also know if you're tired, if you're exhausted and you're not taking care of yourself, 
you will have anxiety and you will. And it's amazing to me, the number of people that are diagnosed with depression and even the children. And that to me is scary because it's like comparing themselves, just overwhelmed. And although I know God didn't always, but although I knew him, I had bouts of depression and I wondered, God, why? Why, why am I feeling like this? You know, and then I would get upset, like, but you love me. Why would you have me feeling down like this? You know, and all of those were kind of signs for me. And also it, it brought about compassion. So if I see somebody else hurting, then I hurt. It's a no judgment zone. You know, a lot of people are going through different things and they say, well, love your neighbor. You mentioned as you love yourself, Well, that's an issue because a lot of people don't love themselves. You know, so you have to really take care of your total self, because if not, you will be subject to those, those, that anxiety, that depression, and especially when you're tired, you don't get enough sleep. People say it's not enough to hours in a day. Well, thank God it's only 24 (laughs) because there were more hours. We would wear ourselves out. That's correct. That's right. So I love that scripture. Yeah, I think there's a a lie or a myth out there that as a Christian, I should never be thinking about myself, but it's really not true. We need to have self-care and prioritize that. You know, for me, it's like my time with the Lord, which frankly is (laughs) self-care because he ministers to me so much. And then definitely putting literally in my schedule i have to put it in my schedule to have a longer walk with the dog to make (laughs) sure i do something every day go to the gym or do a short workout you know so i think these are all really critical and the lord does certainly not condemn that in any way because like you said we can't love others if we aren't caring for ourselves we will get burnt out which you know another thing that it makes me think of also is learning our own red flags like when when you start having headaches okay you need to stop take a moment more than a moment you know take a few hours and just journal or write out or think through or meet with a mentor and say, hey, when I get headaches, that usually means I'm overdoing it, for example. Or if you become short with people or impatient more than usual, it's like, okay, need more self-care, need more time with the Lord. Or, you know, you can, each person's different, or maybe your red flag is, is that you start spending too much money on clothes you're just because your your red flag is oh I'm trying to impress again if that's your thing and so uh or I'm gaining weight I'm overeating I'm eating junk food now I'm not paying yeah these are all things and we need to know ourselves, learn who we are and when we're under too much stress not taking enough time that we need to be aware of those red flags and that'll kind of clue us in okay gotta slow down process this that's right and you know and and what i've learned with god is he's a redeemer of time like people say i don't have time but i tell you what 
I have I have gotten to his word. I've read the devotions. I'm done. And I noticed, oh, my gosh, I have so much more time to do this. You know, we we always think of a reason why we can't, you know, but he is truly a redeemer of time. I've I've, I've so much. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I have lots of stories about that. But yeah, (laughs) Yeah. well, we're about out of time. I do want to highlight one thing you mentioned was giving thanks. And we have a whole podcast that Amanda Schaefer did for us on gratitude. So that might be something uh, listeners that you might want to go back to because that was that's a good word that Cassandra brought up is that giving thanks can Mm -hmm. really help us also from depression, from burnout, you know, from all these things. So thank you very much. We can find you on your website, right? That's correct. And what is your address? We will put it in the show notes, but it's it's Cassandra with two S's Crawley, C-R-A-W-L-E-Y dot com. All right. And she has a great book out she referred to called Is Your Way in Your Way. So that's awesome. And we really appreciate she's on lots of social media. So we will post that as well. Thank you so much, Cassandra. You've given us a lot to think about and hopefully helping all of us to stay away from that imposter syndrome and and, uh, ultimately uh, keep away from burnout. So thank you so much. Well, thanks for having me, Sue. I appreciate the time. You're welcome. And I'm sure all our listeners have enjoyed this. I know I have. Thanks for answering the question that I had. But next week, we'll get back to your questions. And so we do welcome them. Uh, You can just go on our website, crownofbeautyinternational.com, and submit those questions. So have a great day, everybody. It's been fun. Thank you for being a part of our community and tuning in. We would love to hear from you. Submit your own questions or comment on today's episode on the Crown of Beauty International Facebook group or email us at International at gmail.com. Push that subscribe button and leave us a review. Come back next Thursday as we go deeper into his heartbeat.